Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes. I just wanted to make sure I had my phone on mute before we got started because I didn't want any accidents to happen because, you know, phone calls and all. Um, Are you referring to something? I just didn't want to get a phone call or a message on my phone. and You know, didn't want that to happen. Uh, Are you going to be like just me and no one calls or texts me? So. Yeah. Uh, it's, I never uh, have that problem. It's uh, it's Tuesday, January the 18th at 8.20 p.m. Uh, we're sorry it's late, but we had unforeseen circumstances arise is the reason why <coughs> we couldn't be here uh, yesterday's. Um, but, yeah. There was also no Friday show due to, again, unforeseen circumstances. That um, were clearly and foreseen. And if you're going to I- inquire upon them, uh, it's none of your freaking business. We're not, we are not going there. Is your answer? I just didn't wanna. Yeah, that's honestly what it was. I just didn't. I just didn't want to. No, you weren't here, and I completely ran out of time uh, that day. I was here. You weren't here Friday. Friday morning. Yeah, but you were here. You were here Friday whenever it's time. Evening, to whatever. Uh, it doesn't I had to matter. Work all day this, Friday. this is the uh, the in, in the behind the scenes bickering that you don't need to hear, folks. Episode one thirty two of the show. Can we give a big round of applause? Woo! We missed a show. No, this is the big one, three, two. Whatever. Um, Woo! Uh, let's see. Why aren't um, you clapping? There's no reason to clap. Yes, yes. You need to. You need to celebrate yourself, Joe. Okay, this is the year of me. 2022. I feel like every year is a year of no, you or no, me or no. 2022 is is the year of me. Okay, that's what we're declaring it. You know how you have the summer of George? Well, this is well, this is the year of me. Everyone can de- everyone can declare this year for themselves. You're gonna read a book from cover to cover in that in, order. In that order. <laughs> in that order. I've always wanted to do that. And I could, I'm not just gonna look at the pictures. No, and you gotta play froth, Joe. Froth. Froth. Frisbee golf. No, no, Jerry. Frisbee golf. Golf with a frisbee. <laughs> Whatever. Um. So, <coughs> I, I wanted to find, uh, you know that song for the Wizard of Oz, Bing, Bing, Bong, Bong, the Witch is Dead? You know that song? Bing, Bong, the Witch is Dead. But I didn't know if it was still under copyright. Oh. Uh, so, I, I, honestly, I didn't even look. It, it had to come out before 1921, so yeah. I don't, probably, it's, probably it's, under copyright. It's not that old. No. I mean, it's old, but it's not that old. But I, anyway, I wanted to play that because... Uh, the mandates have been uh, choked to death. They've been killed. Um, uh, the Justice, Justice Thomas had it in a chokehold and just snapped its neck. Uh, with with Sam Alito, he had his elbow in the guy's you know in, in the guy's gut while he, Thomas was just raining blows down upon him. No, what this like was like Frank stands and he's reaching for that doll. I mean, uh, what action this, figure. No, no, what this was is that um, Justice Thomas had him in a Kimura lock and he just begging for mercy, crying, and, but he still's got like. He still has three minutes left in the round, and there's and there's there's no one to tag in. Everyone yeah. else is out. He's like, oh my gosh! Well, you, you and he see, tapped out, man. Tapped out. You could see Roberts from the bench, like, mm, be careful, don't hurt him. Be careful, don't hurt him. <laughs> Roberts like, oh, I'm, I'm not messing with that. <laughs> I'm too old to get up or to see what's going on. Uh, Sotomayor was like, why will he put on his mask? Garcich, put on your mask. No, no. See, Sotomayor was was was. Gonna tag in to help him, to help him out, but um, Thomas didn't have a mask on. It's like, oh nope, not going over there. <laughs> Don't want to risk anything. Don't want to risk anything. I can't get the virus in my old age. Anyway, <coughs> uh, so if you haven't heard by now, the vaccine mandates have been officially just like 
gutted and uh, decapitated by the Supreme Court, uh, thanks to the so-called conservative justices. It was a 6-3 split. Um, now, it's as far as OSHA mandating a vaccine for the workplace, it can't be done. But that doesn't mean that a private company still can't take it on their, you know, uh, they can't take the righteous crusade themselves in uh, mandatory a vaccine for their for, for their workforce. The Supreme Court also left in the mandate for healthcare workers, which again is incredibly sad. Well, it's so only it's only healthcare sad. workers that receive federal money. Doesn't matter. No, I, I understand, but that's an important stipulation. So that way, if you work, what for about a, companies that receive no, no, federal no, no, funds? No, 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 no. What I'm saying is that um, if you work for like a private firm, and let's just say that you're a chiropractor office, right? And you technically you're in the medical field, um, and you don't receive federal funding, then you don't apply underneath this. So really, really, this this is this is, this will only apply to like major hospitals. Yeah, and just lots of yeah, doctors so if you and work lots of for, nurses. If you yes, but I'm saying that. But if you work for a minute clinic or a small family practice, you probably won't have to. So if you apply work for the big box and the big box or the big doc, the big whatever, um, you're screwed. Well, kind of, but what I'm saying is it's that still wrong. No, but there is a tip, there is why a difference. You, why are you rationalizing it? I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying that. Just are you to, okay with it? No, I'm just saying so people understand that there is a difference. Okay, fine. There's a difference from uh from you know Doctor Feelgood over there who 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 runs a part time uh, chiropractic clinic and then the the big brain surgeon who works at uh, Grady Memorial whatever. It's yes, called. there is a difference. So whenever people say, "Oh, well now healthcare have to get all this," no, this only applies to if you get federal funding or not. So your local family dentistry probably won't have to apply to this. Right, but uh, it's still not okay, and I still don't I'm agree not, with. It. I, I'm I, not I disagreeing I, with you. I, I, I'm just I'm, I'm poking you. That's what I'm, I'm poking. Yeah, you right and now. it's not stupid. And you got a little, you got a little flustered, I will say. But anyway, um, so I think it was today Carhartt, who makes those god awful looking clothes, um, said that they're still going to mandate the vaccine for their employees. Which again, there, there, there is a line that that I think we have, we are on the threshold of, is that okay? So private companies should be allowed to make some decisions for their company, right? I think we all can agree with that. People say, well, what about uniform rules or what about, you know, uh, appearance? You know, you got to be clean shaven if you work at some places. You have to wear uh, business uh, apparel to work at, at a, in, a, in an office, right? There's a difference between that. Wearing clothes is one thing, but requiring someone to undergo a medical procedure that's going to be with them for the rest of their life, that's completely different. And so the question is, well, do you still... Is there anything that, that can be done about this federally, at the government level? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if anybody should do anything. Do I like it? No. If I worked for Carhartt or for one of these other uh, major corporations that was still uh, taking the taking the taking the baton from Biden and carrying the torch of the of the the, the holy water that is the vaccines and administering it to the the populace. Through the through the threat of firing someone, I'm still not okay with that. I, I still don't, I still don't think it's right. What's uh, I'm 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 lost here. What are you trying to say? Okay, what I'm trying to say is is it still okay for a company to mandate a vaccine for its employers? Is there a is there a line that we that we are we at a point where we where the government is going to be able to tell companies you cannot force 
your employees to get the vaccine. Uh, if I don't, don't think want it. I don't think that's what that's that's what the case was about. I mean, no, but it's not. So the, the, you're so, not talking about the case anymore. We're talking about just a general. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about now. Is it okay uh, now for these major corporations to say, you know what? Even though the Supreme Court said that OSHA, we can't do it through <coughs> OSHA, we're still going to do it because, well, because well, we think it's the right thing to do. I think you're missing the biggest thing about this. Well, th- this is the first part of the conversation I wanted to have. Well, well okay, but I'm, what I'm saying is, I, I think, I think, I think you're missing the the biggest point of this is now they can't fall behind that argument of oh well we're just following osha guidelines here go get your vaccine if you work for a walmart or something like that so now employees can't can't argue remember the the whole thing with before is hey you're not allowed to dispute this because it is a federal mandate now you know it wasn't yes but i'm saying that it was a federal mandate, and now it's and now it's not. So now Walmart can't come out and say to their employees, "You have to get this vaccine because it's a federal mandate." Now this gives power back to the employees, who may be able to quit or you know unionize or, or, or might be able to to strong arm companies, um, because a lot of these big corporations, a lot of these big companies are struggling with labor shortages already. And now you've taken away a lot of the power that, that they had to keep um, people there due to this vaccine, because because a lot of people felt trapped in this if they hadn't if they have not already received it yet. It's like oh well, if I don't get it here, then if I quit, I'll get it somewhere else. So I might as well just just go and get it. But 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 now, well, I don't have to take this. You know, an employer might might mandate it. But then that opens a whole argument that I think you're trying to bring up now where possibly they could sue. File a lawsuit. File a lawsuit now, that's, saying, that's is, very this, expensive. is this, well, I mean, it could be class action, something like that. But, I mean, this opens up another argument now where it's like it's not federally um, required for um, for, for um, a hundred or more employees. And... And now, you know, a company may have to, if they're sued and it gets to a high enough court, they may have to prove, um, you know, precedent for this. You know, there's there's never like, OK, if you worked in a medical environment, there was some requirements um, federally and also otherwise to get certain um, in, certain um, procedures done and immunizations. But if you're a Walmart greeter, I don't think Walmart's ever required you to have a flu shot to work there. Well, OK, I look at it like this, right? Uh, some companies that you go and work for, they will pay to, for you to go get uh, training, right? If you go to a particular field, you might get training to, uh, to work better in that field, right? Um, with the vaccine, if they're going to be requiring it, then <coughs> if, they're, if they're not, they should compensate you for whatever complications you may have to get the vaccine, right? Because when you leave that way, if you were, if you were at a job and you need to go get some on-the-job training from a class or whatever... You can take those skills somewhere else. Well, if the if your current employer mandates that you get the vaccine because that's the company rules, well, that that goes with you as well. So they should pay for it. And if you have any complications from it, they should pay for it too. Because it wasn't your decision. You were. Let's be honest here. N- no one is is willingly. I mean, maybe not a lot of people are willingly going and getting this thing uh, because they want it. Many of them are getting it because they don't want to lose their job. They want to keep their job. They like where they work. But this is just one of those things they have to do. 
So if that's the case, then if you have any complications or if you have to pay for it, the company should pay for it. But they're not going to do that, though. They're if, not going to do that, though. Because they're not going to do that because the, this vaccine, you're not allowed to sue the vaccine companies. You're not allowed to go after well, them if you have any complications. I'm not, I'm, not they're su- exempt I'm, not saying, I'm not saying you sue the vaccine What I'm saying, maker. though, is that— I'm no, saying you could sue your company yes, for forcing you to get Yes, but what I'm saying is that if they're not able to go after the, the vaccine makers, like, okay, if you were to— if a company were to force you to, to take some kind of medication for whatever reason, let's just say that, and something something were to go wrong, do you think the company is just going to eat that cost? No. no. They're going to go and they're going to say, hey, why did your drug give my employee this sort of, this sort of reaction? Well, what I, th- what I think this was is that when Biden said that he didn't – I don't think he even signed an executive order. He just said that we're going to have OSHA mandate this for 100 more employees, and everyone was just like, well, you heard the president. That's the rule now. Yeah, but now that's – it's all gone But now. hang on a second. The reason why he did that and the reason why every major corporation jumped on with it is because, well, we got to get the vaccines out there. We got to get people to get vaccinated. And there's no better way to get people to get vaccinated than threaten their job, right? That's the best way to do it. And since they knew it wasn't going to last, well, it got tied up in courts for months. And look what happened. Hundreds of millions of people got vaccinated. So the deed's been done. You've been sold a bill of goods now. Um, Well, my... And and it, it became, well, I got it, so you should have to get it too if you waited. Possibly. That's what it is now. Well, how, how do people now got it just because of that threat? You can't get unvaccinated. I mean, unless you suck it out, I guess. Just I don't think that. It's like a snake bite. I don't think it works that way. <laughs> um, but now how many people uh, got this and for the sole purpose of the thought that they're going to be threatened to be fired. And now that it's gone, let's just say that you worked for. Oh, uh, I don't know. Let's say you worked for Apple or whatever. Just some, Tim some, Apple. Some, 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 yeah, Tim Apple. You worked for some major corporation who obviously would have fallen under this this um, regulation. <clears throat> you got vaccinated, and now it's no longer required. Now, now what? I mean, could, couldn't you couldn't you sue because you were threatened to lose your job under a federal thing that's no longer a thing a thing anymore? I mean, th- this opens up a lot of questions, and I think now, I think now corporations might be a little skeptical. For implementing this because they don't have that cover of the federal government well, anymore. Well, I, I think you're going to see a lot of them double down on it. You might see some double down, yes. Uh, you might I see some go, there, hey, we're doing this anyways. There are some states that are, are – cons- there are some states or people considering uh, taxing unvaccinated folks. I think, it was, I think it was California, which again, there too. If that is not – I don't know. Um, manipulation isn't the right word. If that's not extortion – I don't know what is. That's not coercion. If that's not coercion or extortion, I don't know what is. Um, the, I mean, that is taking the, hey, we're going to, I don't, what that is, is it saying we're going to take money, take more money from you at the threat of a gun unless you undergo this medical procedure? Because honestly, that's what taxation is. We've been on this many, many times. No one... No one pays their taxes um, that they're stolen from you. So now you're saying, hey, we're going to take more money from you at the third up gunpoint in jail time if you resist unless you get vaccinated. I don't know how – how is that – I mean, yes, it's it's extremely hyperbolic and 
a lot of these things are just thrown out there to be hyperbolic. Will they ever do it? I don't know how in the heck that would ever stand. I I, I just don't know how that would ever, because it's the same thing of, of saying, hey, hey, we're going to increase your income tax for the state if you have X amount of property or you are some kind of arbitrary um, social well, if they, status thing well, about if they, you. If they decide, well, uh, because African-Americans uh, earn less on average than white Americans, we're going to tax black Americans less and white Americans more because white Americans earn more. We would all say that's wrong because it's racist and it's wrong. We'd all say that. You could probably, you could probably the same thing to, hey, if you wear this color shirt, yeah. we're going to tax you more. So you you better not wear red today, or else or else just your taxes go or up ten percent. If you don't wear green on St. Patrick's Day, you're gonna get fined. And look, I know the comparisons between now and 1930s Germany. What more second class? What more you know? Dual society are are we looking at now? Where you're gonna have different tax rates based on um, whatever medical procedure you've undergone? Uh, we are. Look, Someone, that was that was that was California, right? Was it proposing uh, yeah, that? Yeah, I think it was California. Gosh, uh, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if it, if New York went the same route. But it's uh, it it just goes to show yet again that I think something this virus just broke the country. <clears throat> Between Trump and the virus, it just broke everything. Nothing uh, was going to go back to the way it was. We're not going to go back to to twenty nineteen America. It's not, it's not going to happen. Um. It just shows just how broken things are, and the the possibility for some kind of standoff or something of between uh, blue states and red states, between the vaccinated, the unvaccinated. Um, even though uh, I think the um, uh, Roe v. Wade is coming up before the Supreme Court here pretty soon as well, and you want to talk about the culture, or you want to talk about. Uh, people getting upset over over that i mean it's gonna get way worse than uh the you might see states secede over that i mean that is that that is one of the i mean we've said on the show before but that is the perfect um Kindling. well binary choice because no one's like i'm on the fence on whether i'm pro-life or pro-choice i think I'm, some people are. i am okay what i'm saying is that if you're engaged in this debate you're either pro life, like okay, no one's no one's gray area on pro life and pro choice. You're either one or the other. Either it's murder or an, it's not. Exactly. Or you, either you're ending a life or you're not. Yes. What I'm saying though is that no one's on the fence. Like, um, you know, I really don't care. On on this issue, this is a clear cut issue. Yeah. You're either pro life or you're pro choice. No one's usually on the fence. Like, you know. I haven't really made up my mind. I'm kind of neutral on on this issue. Well, you know, I wish more people were that way. People that haven't really looked into it or I was uh, saying. Ha- have done enough research to actually have an opinion. I wish more people would say, either if you're leaning pro or uh, pro, pro-choice or pro-life, if you haven't done enough research to make an educated dis- uh, you know, dis- a de- uh, uh, statement about it, then you probably should say, you know what, I just don't know. I think that's a very honest answer someone can have, um, but 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 no one has that. No, if unfortunately, they, no. If they know about the issue, they are on one side of the fence or other. So this is a this is an argument where, if 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 Roe v. Wade is can continues, 
um, pro-lifers see this as legalizing murder. But if they overturn Roe v. Wade and now abortion is legal on the federal level and it's up to the states and many states will will use that <clears throat> to go out and outright ban abortions, then the pro then the pro-choice people will see this as an attack on women's rights. There, rights. there there is no um gray area there's no neutral position on this you're either you're either forward or you're against it so this is going to be a point where if they overturn it you might see states like California and New York and other crazy blue states say we're going to keep abortion legal and what are you going to do about it this is where i just don't this is where I have a problem with both conservatives and with both progressives, is that they both want to force uh, their view on the other side, and it's like okay, if you if they re if they overturn Roe v. Wade, it just sends abortion laws and abortion rules back to the states. It's no the federal government has no say in it. Now there will be some states like you said that will automatically ban it. There'll be states that will still allow it. The problem is is that both right and left want either it to be. Uh, completely legal, no questions asked, on-demand abortions, or they want it's murder, it should never happen unless... But those are the only stances. That's what I'm saying. The problem is, though, is that this is the problem when everything has been federalized. This is the problem when you have to have the one-size-fits-all answer the Supreme Court has to decide. You know, the, the nine oligarchs who just in black robes who decide our fate. It's that, you know what, can't we just agree, red states, blue states, conservatives, progressives, progressives can't we just agree that if california wants to have more so-called liberal laws when it comes to abortion and alabama doesn't can we just call it even can we call it quits let's stop let's stop trying to force this on each other if that means that california wants to secede fine if alabama wants to secede fine but stop trying to force it on people because do you think that it is possible that if there were people that that think that abortion is actual murder, and if if Roe v. Wade is overturned, do you think there are people that will go into California or New York or wherever where abortion is allowed on demand? Do you think there are people who go in there and stand outside of pro Planned Parenthoods or abortion clinics and not allow people in armed? Do you think that's possible? Of course it's possible. But is that what we want? No, it's not what we want. Let them in armed. Do you think that people will go into abortion clinics armed saying, we're not going to let you in here because we think this is what you're doing is murder? In those states? Yeah. Do you think people will come from red states to blue states? I am so lost right now. You're saying that someone who is trying to get an abortion will go from a red state to a blue state armed? No, 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 no. Do you think that there are pro-lifers who will go to a blue state armed and block people from getting into abortion clinics. Possibly. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. I mean, it certainly is possible. But is that what we, is that what we want? Well, see here. Look, you're you're dealing with an, with an issue that both sides are are completely locked, and you know that's the problem. Well, again, this is an issue where where you're not going to find this this gray area laws day fair on on on, on either side. Because they believe that they're because they're so entrenched in their beliefs, you know, you'll have states that will secede over this, and you you might have a softer, hot civil war over something like this. It's, it's definitely possible because of how hot button this issue is. Because you have people on the right, and you know, like myself, 
um, who, who falls into the pro-life side that does believe it's murder. So if you were to overturn Roe v. Wade, you know, that, that, that in my opinion, that would be a, a fantastic thing to, thing, thing to do. Um, you know, because I, I think I think it's murder. I, I think it violates the Constitution, and even beyond that, it, it violates the natural God-given rights or rights given by nature, whatever you believe. The of right that, not to be killed. The right not to be killed. Um, so, yes, I do believe that that, that that should be taken away based on a... Look, I've argued, you know, why abortion's wrong without bringing in, you know, religion. It's possible. I, I, I just, it's very possible. I just, I just did it. But you can go further and you can say you can, you can bring in, you know, um, scriptures, and any whatnot. sort of like religious argument and it'd be just a sound. But you can argue it from a secular point of view, which I just did, which is even harder for someone on the, on the other side to debunk, which, which is honestly why I do it. But yes, I, I, I do believe and there, there might be civil wars of this or if the Supreme Court comes out and just straight up bans it. And says that it's murder. They won't do that. Which, you know, yes, I agree with that, that they won't do it. But if they did, which I think is the right decision, morally speaking, you will have yeah. people who, you'll have states that will continue to do it. To defy it. And well, it'll either be, you know, and because it's considered to be murder, that's not something like, <clears throat> it's not something like smoking pot or selling pot where like really they don't care. The federal government really honestly doesn't care because if they did, they'd be raiding states that have, um, that have to nullify this. We're dealing with, you know, murders. That's, that's, that's not exactly the same, uh, degree of crime as, you know, someone smoking a joint. Well, I think the, the possibility with the decision on the vaccine mandates through OSHA or the potential overturning of Roe v. Wade really is actually a very, very good thing because not just because vaccines are wrong and abortions wrong, not, not just because of that, because the, the reaction to it by other states, because there are because let's look at, at immigration, right? Uh, the state of California and other states have just said, you know, we're not complying with federal immigration laws. We're just not doing it. And no one bats an eye. They're allowed to do it. No one no, cares. No one cares. What happens is if uh, if states decide, you know what? Well, the Supreme Court said no. So in the state of Georgia, Florida, wherever, we're not. you're, you're not allowed to mandate a vaccine. But in a blue state, well, we're still going to mandate the vaccine because Biden said so. What happens is, is that once people see that to happen and once if Roe v. Wade's overturned and states enforce it and states don't enforce it, it's a breakdown of the system. It's a complete breakdown of the system because then people say, what about these stupid gun laws? Well, if they're not going to abide by this rule, then why should we? That, so, you that know might what? Be the... so you know what? Automatic weapons should be passed out like candy on Halloween. Well, that, that might be the, the, the uh, turning point for red states. Um, red states might see if, if you know, abortion is um, banned and California continues to do it and the federal government doesn't, doesn't do anything about it. This is another scenario. Um, abortion's illegal. California continues to authorize them. And you might have a state like Georgia or Florida who, you know, is turning t turning red, um, who might be like, well, why do I need a federal permit to carry my pistol? Yeah. Or why am I not allowed to go and buy a military class M4? The problem is, though, is that this is a federal law. 
if the governor of Florida or Georgia says, I don't care if you own an M4, go for it. The problem is, though, is that conservatives are so uh, <clears throat> emotionally attached to their sacred documents, the Constitution, whatever, that they won't do it because, oh, well, well, this is what great-great-great-grandpappy gave us. And it's like, well, you can see that uh, <clears throat> no one's actually following the rules here. But, so why should you? But 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 the, but the moment that they understand that. But a lot of them won't. Yeah, but here's a, look look this is this is where we have a unique a unique opportunity to just speak to a lot of these people, is that every single federal gun law on the books violates the Second Amendment. Every single one. But but yet but yet you will see these people parade around and praise the ATF, the FBI. I, I think you're beginning to. Tur- it, I think that's it, beginning to it, beginning to turn. Joe. I think I it, really think I, it hang is. Hang on, I think it is. But at the same time, when you have people who vote for Trump, who are huge Trump supporters, right? Who who was their number one uh, rallying cry to? It's the police. Now, I'm not saying that police are all bad. I'm not saying they do everything wrong. But do we know who the number one supporter of gun control is? It's police unions. So how can you have back the blue, but at the same time, you know, uh, come take it from my cold, dead hands? The, the two cannot exist at the same time. And I think you're beginning to see people realize that. I, I really, I honestly do. I think, I, I, think, I think that you're seeing, you're seeing a wake up in the conservatives. I've seen it. I've I seen it, it personally. Is, I think it is in a younger generation, but the older generation, n- well, not, the older not so generation much. are the same. Look, look, the people that voted for Trump are the same ones that voted for. For Bush, for the same reason, it's not the Democrats, and it's not it's not Biden. It's, it's, not, it's not Biden. It's not Obama. It's but not I think, but I think, really, what you're seeing is is what I've tried to instill in people is that the people who hyped up Trump and that were completely cool with him and doing all of his um, expansion of uh, governments and the budget and stuff like the that, military. the military and police, and they're, they're seeing federal police, all like this. Now they're pissed that Biden has taken the case to. The, the keys to the kingdom. And I think many of them are beginning to wake up and say, hey, you know, if my guy had it and I was cool with it and I'm not cool with it with another guy having it, maybe none of these guys should should have that but sort I of think, power. But I think they fall into the trap of, well, if it's just got to be ran better. We just got to have a better businessman in there to run the well, affairs. Well, yes, you're it's seeing not, that as it's well. It's not so much the institution that is the problem. It's just, well, the CEO of the institution is the wrong one. It's like, no. Snap out of it! No, the the whole thing's rotten to the core. The, it's not just it's not just uh, you can't just change out Biden with Trump and think everything's gonna be is gonna be rosy again. No, it's the institution from the bottom up that needs to be abolished and dealt with. Because you can change. I mean, you can you can paint the walls in a burning building, but the building's still burning. You know, I said something about the police to to uh, to. Uh... A conservative. I forget forget who it was, but I, they were they were. It was about the whole George Floyd issue and about how um, Derek Derek Chauvin was uh, convicted, and they were asking me my opinion about it because I have a very you know, uh, amongst my 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 um, people group, um, I, have a, I have usually have a very different opinion about it. And they said, you know, how do you feel about Derek Chauvin going to jail or going to prison for what he did? And I said, honestly, you know, I'm indifferent to what what he did to, to George Floyd for the sake of the charges against him um you know watching the the trial closely they didn't convince me that um he that Chauvin was was the cause of death per se um but am I sad that he went to prison and I and I said no 
I, I said, I'm not. I said, this is the guy who still detained a man for using a counterfeit bill after the government, uh, the one that pays him, just inflated his, his, his dollars so much less over the past year and got away with it scot-free. And this is also probably the same officer who would have arrested um, George Floyd if he owned a business for opening during uh, quarantine and stay-at-home orders. So I, I really don't have much sympathy for Chauvin. And I think that you're seeing that a lot with conservatives who, are, who aren't stupid, um, who, are on, honest with, who are honest with themselves. After, the, after 2020 and after 2021, when they saw the police, you know, the back-the-blue people, um, going to businesses and arresting business owners for continuing to open up their business, you had a hard time um, defending that. You really, really did. Yeah. Because the argument of oh, well, they're just defend, they're just, they're just following orders, or they have a family too, and that's the, that's when you, you, that's when you use the great Michael Malice um, spin on them, and you say, okay, how much would um, Gregory Whitmore have have to pay you to arrest a gym owner? Or that big, or the, or the gym in New Jersey. How much would Phil Murphy have to pay you to go arrest that man? And and they they fold because it's true. Same thing with the federal agents. How much would Joe Biden have to pay you to do this and this? They won't do it because a lot of these people deep down do have morals and they do have standards and. Whenever you pose them with that question, they go, oh, well, screw Phil Murphy. Okay, well, he's the one that's paying your check here. How much would Phil Murphy have to pay you to go arrest a gym owner for doing nothing more than opening up his gym? How much? But is it is it enough to make a difference, though, as far as people seeing that and realizing? Is it enough to make a difference? Because <clears throat> outside of the blaze is the only con- so-called conservative uh, publication that I have seen that has ever questioned uh, uh, possibly doing anything about that. Uh, Daniel Horowitz, who I think is one of the editors there at The Blaze, who uh, a few months ago had said defund the police. A conservative said defund the police because of their actions during COVID. Now, are you seeing that at National Review? Will, will you ever hear Bill O'Reilly say that? Will well, Mark, Bill O'Reilly is not a conservative. Will Mark, will, will Mark Levin say that? Will Sean Hannity say that? Would, would would Rush Limbaugh say that? Would Trump say that? Would Mike Huckabee say that? Would Ben Shapiro say that? Maybe Tucker. Tucker said it before. Well, would, would, would Tucker probably would go for it. But see, here's the thing. that You're talking about the, the, the conservative... In, the institutional The institutional conservatives won't say that because they still hold on. Because, of, because the moment that they... Because, um, again, defund the police is a left-wing talking I'm not point. Saying so defund, not allowed, I'm, I'm not saying defund the police. I'm, yes, saying, what I'm saying but calling into question their actions The institutional conservatives will never criticize the police because that it's a liberal talking point. And they, 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 they have to disagree with anything the left does because the left said well, it. Yeah. But everyone else who has integrity – I mean you've seen, <clears throat> you've seen um, a complete switch on, on so many um, conservatives out there who are – honest and true with themselves and you've seen guys like tim pool who's completely switched around on defunding the police but he's not a conservative i understand that but he a lot of conservatives listen to him like he, he he's killing it with with conservatives and he has a, a wide range and, and i think that more people listen to guys like tim pool and guys like us and and people who are actually honest with themselves about what's going on with the police and and what happened um over the last two years that you might have to sit there and say, hey, maybe there's something wrong here with this. And 
you know, you can still respect police officers as an individual, but maybe not quite hold this reverence for them, which I, which is, I, which I, I kind of think where I'm at with them. Um, you know, do you, that doesn't mean you get to go and, you know, spit in a police nasty. officer or no. flip one off. No, um, it's not that at all. But, you know, look at them for what they are. Well, the I, foot soldiers of the state. And some of them are like, oh, well, that's, you know, equating them to, you know, uh, you know, SS or, you know, whatever. Um, but tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm when, they're, um, they're not the... When Bill de Blasio was illegally painting Black Lives Matter on the street and the NYPD was protecting him, knowing it was full well it was illegal, what else are they? Well, yes. What else are they? They are the Stasi. They are his private security force. There's another way to explain it. He's clearly doing something that is illegal, and the NYPD is protecting him and protecting the so-called mural that was painted on the road in, in New York City. It's but I, illegal. But I do think you're beginning to see some people wake up on this. I, I think slowly I but just, surely. I, I, I hope you're right, but I feel like it's not enough to make a difference because – uh, what the director, uh, the former director of the CDC came out and said that the Omicron, something about Omicron being not as deadly, but more contagious, saying this is signaling the end of uh, the pandemic. Contradicting Fauci, who's saying, oh, we got six more months of death. I think Fauci said something similar about that, actually. I saw a headline. But regardless of that, the, the pandemic is, is hopefully ending soon. Well, who knows how long it'll be. But once the pandemic is over... And once there's no reason to shut down businesses or to, re- to go in to see if, it, if people are wearing a mask or checking passports, once all that is passed, then all this momentum is gone. Possibly, or possibly the police have shown their cards. Because and a lot of people and a lot of people who are honest with themselves are going to say, hey, if they did this in the past, why wouldn't they do it in the future? Right. Why wouldn't but they? But the examples we have to point to now are, okay, we look at drug raids. You know, a lot of conservatives still hold that that uh, the the uh, that drugs should still be illegal, illegal. Let's get a better one for you. Hang on, I have. Or or if it's guns, they'll say there, there you they'll go. say you know what? I still think that these gun control laws are wrong, but they're doing their job. They're keeping us safe, whatever. No, that's see, the that's the rationalization no, they'll see, make. No, see, that's the, you you take the momentum and, and you put it somewhere. Else. Look, I'm telling you, this is how you do it. I know. You take the COVID momentum and you say, hey, do you think that a business owner on their own property has the, has the right to conduct their own business? Yes or no? And every conservative would, nine times out of ten, say, well, yeah, of course. A gym owner has the right to open up their doors. It's their property. It's their business. Okay. If you can get a conservative to, to concede the, the truth that every gun law on the books is unconstitutional on itself, the right to bear arms and you know, needing a federal background check or needing a federal permit or a concealed carry permit. Safely storing it. You safely un- unloaded, separately yeah. locked away. All of these violate the Second Amendment. If you can get them to concede on that, then what do you say about a police officer who, if you have a, let's just say, let's say that you, you have a handgun in your glove box. Police officer asked you, do you have anything, um, do you have any weapons in your car? And you said, yes, I do. It's in the, it's in the glove box here. Oh, well, this... This handgun is not allowed in this state. You're you are now arrested. What do you say about the police officer? What do you say about that? Or if you have a rifle that maybe you don't have your papers on, okay, cop comes and arrests you and you go to jail for five, ten years. Or you pay some massive fine. What do you say about that police officer? Well, who who are you to 
and to step on my Second Amendment God-given natural rights to defend myself. You don't get to do that. See, that's where you take it. Right. You take that energy and you move on to the next thing that 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 you guns are the one thing that conservatives will nine times out of ten agree on. I've been to look. I've been to enough gun shows and I've seen enough Trump supporters and all it takes is one good conversation with them. You know, I, I had a conversation with, with one guy and they were talking about the, you know, Biden and all that stuff. And um, he said, you know, we should lock up a lot of these guys. And I say, I, I said, you know, send them all to Gitmo. And he kind of had a strange look. But then at the same time, he was like, hmm, maybe he's onto something on this. It's it's very possible. But at the same time, though, I, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to rain on the parade. This conversation we're having. Um, I just don't. I just don't know if I see the turning point USA's of the world going that way. I just don't know if I see that happening. And I think that's where people like us, who with our background of thinking, step in and say, you know what, you know the, the Charlie Kirk of the world. So they're they're the real commies here. <laughs> Call Charlie Kirk a communist from a conservative point of view, and you will you will spin heads. Um, but I think the people who are honestly searching for the truth and they're not they're not listening to charlie kirk if all you're listening to is charlie kirk and bill o'reilly and, and sean hannity i don't really need to talk to you because you're not really interested in looking for the truth you're not really interested you, you just you just want um the opinions of those people and whatever they say um that's your worldview instead yeah. of building your own worldview and seeing okay who is going to um who is going to agree with this with, with this correct worldview based on based on um, natural rights and property rights and so on and so forth and who's going to help me grow and, and, and learn more into that instead of saying okay I don't know what to think but Sean Hannity said that the police are good so yeah I like the police now they're good or you know this he wears he wears the CIA pin I like the CIA I think I think they're doing a good job that, I, I can't, I still can't get you need, over you that. Need, you need, what you got to do, I'm telling you, call into the radio show. I, I don't know. Call in and be like, Sean, I don't hate you, but what's with the CIA pin, bro? I don't understand how he gets away with that. I don't know, I don't know if anyone's ever asked him about it, but the organizations that were, that were uh, used to take down your boy, Trump, the CIA, the DOJ, uh, Comey, the FBI— <laughs> You wear their pins, and they took down Trump. They impeached him over. I think you need over, to ask over him. RussiaGate, over the Steele dossier. It all came from them. The institutions took him down, and yet you still wear their pins with pride. What is this? What this this is another thing I don't understand about conservatives that they are such institutionalists. They will sing the praise of the CIA while they are currently locking them in gulags. I don't understand it. I don't get it. It's the same thing with the military, right? It's you know they, they they have such love for the military, but like, do you see what the 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 possible danger with the military is with COVID? Or you, you go back and look at any of the founders and their what they said about standing armies, so that it, the the most dangerous things to to a country is taxes and standing armies. It's like you claim to love these guys, but you conveniently ignore them when it comes to the military <laughs> or, again, or the CIA. Again, that's the thing that you have to go into next. You have to look, you can't just stop at one. You have to keep going. You got, you got to compound this. Well, I think, I think if you lead off with uh, abolish the military, that might be coming on a little too strong. I think if we, st I think we start with a, hey, maybe cops shouldn't force gun control. I think it's a good place to start. 
Yes. And then and we then can lean you, into the military. Once you get them to admit that, then that's how it continues going. I'm telling you, we're on the right track, okay? We're going to win all this. I wrote a whole piece about this, and you can go read about it, libertyodrives.substack.com. Go read all about it. I, look, I think we're going to win. I think that there are there's a lot of people out there's a lot of di- there's a lot of um Trump supporters who are disfranchised right now and are looking for someone different. They're seeing that Trump completely dropped the ball on defending the people at January 6th, didn't pardon any of them, did the COVID fiasco. Yeah, yeah, did all of that and there's a lot of people out there especially in Georgia who look at Brian Kemp and see what the fool he is and the idiot that he is. There's a lot of people who think, "Hey, you know, I can't trust the Republican Party anymore. You know, they don't, they, Trump failed, failed me. You know, and here in Georgia, Brian Kemp failed me. Where is it to go? I'm not voting for the left. I'm not voting for Democrats. So who's left? That's our moment to strike. I think that, I think that there's, there's prime soil and prime people on the, on the right, especially in, <coughs> in sort of my, um, realm of the Christian conservative. There's a lot of people out there who are just dis- who are defranchised. I don't know how Trump can run in 2024 on his successes with COVID. Because no. it's like, okay, he wants to run on because he got the vaccines and he thinks the vaccines are just so wonderful. But there's a large part of his base that feels completely sold out by him because the way the vaccines have been used by the OSHA mandate. And we can go through the list of things. But he will run on, oh, well, I got the vaccines out there, for, out there first. And his base is like, uh, I, I don't know about that. Again. But then when it comes to the economy about COVID, he says, well, I won't lock you down again. But you're the one that locked us down. How can you, how can you claim that you saved the economy when you destroyed it? That's what I'm saying. That that's, that's where people are not going to vote for him again. That's, but the prob- They're not going to do it. But the problem is, though, is that they're faced with a binary choice. It's going to be uh, Biden if he's still alive. It's going to be. That's why they won't go vote. Some people won't. Some people won't go vote because no, they're not the, going to. The people that voted for Trump who feel disenfranchised now, when faced with a choice between Trump or some lizard person from the left, they're going to go with Trump. Look, look, I'm telling you right now, what's going to happen is in 2024, you're going to have Trump with the Republicans, and then the People's Party of America is going to be George Bush and Hillary Clinton. Okay. <laughs> Look at a look. Liz Cheney. Yeah, George Bush and Liz Cheney. Ugh. Well, George can't run again because he's already been president twice. Okay, sorry. Hillary Clinton will be president, and then George Bush will be the vice president. Again, it wouldn't work. Because yes, it could. Maybe. He could be vice president. He just couldn't be be, be president. He, could, he couldn't run again. No, no, he couldn't. Yes, exactly. I think he can be sworn into president because, like, because, like, couldn't a couldn't a former president who's you know, ran you know, twice you know, be speaker you know, of the house? No, no, I got it's it's going to be Liz Cheney, Michelle Obama. That's what it's going to be. Yes, but look, there are people who are not going to vote for Trump again. I, I'm I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he is did, so tone deaf to his base. Did you he has see, completely gaslit but, his entire base. Did you base. see that rally he had on in Arizona, Joe? It doesn't matter. Okay, there are well, hang on. There are some people out there that still think that Trump is the Messiah, and I and I can't help those people. They're they're lost. I'm not talking to those people. But that's a lot of voters. Though. Yes, it, there's still a lot of people that still vote for Hillary Clinton. Here's the difference, though. But no, no. What you what you're completely missing is the fact that is that a lot of people out there who were faithful to Trump. You had freaking Ann Coulter who came out against yeah. him, and she wrote the book "In Trump We Trust." Yes. 
she's coming she's one of the institutional she's like one of the biggest institutional conservatives that are coming out against this man because of the covid some there's a lot of people out there hardcore trump's people who are like hey bro you don't understand what this that you may have given us this vaccine we're not disagreeing with that but look at what they're using this for Stop peddling this. The boosters. Stop peddling the boosters. Stop because I just wish he wouldn't run again. Well, I just wish. Same. He I hope he would. But look, wouldn't it, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be funny though? Okay, not that he runs again, but can we get him back on Twitter? Yeah. If Trump gets back on Twitter, I'll get back on Twitter. There you go. Which is just never. It's never gonna happen. There's something to shoot for. But I'm telling you, Joe. Well, I'm telling okay, you. When I say the crowd sizes, right? They all did. They all said that. Well, the crowd sizes don't mean anything. Then he ended up, he ended up winning in 2016. Um, I still think, though, I think that people will make the the flawed argument of the lesser of two evils, and they'll vote for Trump because he is the known evil versus the unknown evil with the lizard person that the Democrats will run. I think a lot of people are going to find themselves in that position. Very possible. That's why I wish he just wouldn't run. Did you know that there's a feud between DeSantis and Trump, I'm hearing? Yes. Yes, there's a feud between the two because um, didn't Trump criticize DeSantis? Oh, no. DeSantis came out and said that he wished that he criticized Trump more um, during the lockdowns. Ooh, that would have been spicy. Yeah, that would have been. And he would have been right. And he would have earned... Look, All the respect. If DeSantis were to come out... I know that DeSantis is a sort of... Um, worshipped by a lot of the um conservative libertarians out there which i think is weird but whatever um look you would have gotten a lot more respect from people like me and a lot of other respect from 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 the libertarians if if uh um desantis um never locked his state down which he did for the the shortest out of any person um never locked his state down and criticized the president criticized his own party donald um for locking his state down i think you would have really didn't seen trump call him uncharismatic uh, probably something, something like, like that. that it's like wow what a, what a weak argument but but you know why he has to criticize well, yeah because it's, it's because his record he's, he's running on. well not just that but he's his greatest opponent yeah that's true so trump of course has to come after him um you know speaking of the january 6th whole thing oh dear um, they had a recent hearing about that, and you know it is funny that we are well over a year into this, and the amount of um, I don't knows and questions that are still about oh, so we'll this entire back to that. this entire thing is about it, and you know again Trump completely lets his people out to, you dry. Know, to, to dry on this, Especially and has still still been quiet. You know he still um, is not defending any of his people. Um, you know, I'm not gonna play the videos because we're running short on time, but you can go and watch um, Ted Cruz and Tom Cotton question the FBI director and I think the director of the G- of the DOJ, just asking them basic, basic questions of, hey, do you know how many arrests w- were made? Now we don't know how many people have been charged with insurrection or whatever. Like, Which oh. uh, this is an interesting thing. No one's been charged no. with insurrection or domestic terrorism. It's t- trespassing. Yeah, they're all trespassing or vandalism is what they're being charged you with. You know, I'm a little squirmy on Ted Cruz for reasons we talked about a couple shows ago because he uh, called what the, the Trump supporters did on January 6th terrorism. Uh, nothing close to terrorism, uh, in my opinion, but uh, Ted Cruz still said that. And for him to come <coughs> out hard against the DOJ asking about Ray Epps and if there were FBI agents involved or other intelligence agencies involved in what happened that day, um, it seems like to me he's trying to, you know, 
polish up that uh, that image, the Zodiac Killer image there. That's fair. That's a fair criticism. Yeah. You I know, don't trust Ted Cruz. I, 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 I do think it's funny that – and then uh, I think it was um, one of the two asked about if there was any FBI involvement, um, informants, agitators, whatever, involved. And they said, um, I, can't, I can't answer that. It's a yes or no. Yeah. So here's, here's, here's the issue, right? The conspiracy theory going around, I'm doing air quotes, conspiracy theory, because we all know it's basically true that the FBI and the feds were involved in January 6th. There's a, there's a lot of evidence to point to that was yes. I, I don't think there's like any question at this point. Um, I don't think there is. So if the federal government wanted to clear themselves once and for all of this conspiracy theory, what do they have to say when this question is asked? No. Yes or no? Yeah, whenever the senators ask um, whether or not the FBI was involved, uh, what do they have to say? To- Admit to it and say yes or lie and say no. Yes. Yes. Don't, don't come out there and say, oh well, oh, well, we don't know. I can't answer that. Well, he that said- is like saying – that is like being on, on, on the stand for murder and saying, Jacob, did you kill this person? Well, I can't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> the judge wouldn't let that, wouldn't allow that. I, I'm sorry. At this moment, I don't know. I can't remember. I can't answer that question. I can't. It's an ongoing investigation. I can't answer that question. It's been over a year. How don't they know? Well, they know. They know exactly what. But happens. I'm saying is that you are not giving yourself any outs here. You're only making it worse. You're only condemning yourself further by answering this way. Well, I think again. Back to what we were talking about a minute ago about the tide turning. When you see people like Jimmy Dore and Russell Brand saying that we may have been lied to about the whole January 6th narrative, there's something changing there. You want to take someone who is hard left, Jimmy Dore, and pretty hard left, uh, Russell Brand, saying maybe we were lied to about January 6th and feds being involved. When you got this Ray Epps guy saying, tomorrow we got to go into the Capitol. And, and everyone's the- going, no, no, no. Fed, fed, fed. It's like... It's like, is there any question at this point anymore? I watched that video again, and whenever he said, tomorrow we're going to the Capitol, what? some guy went, what? <laughs> like, are you insane? What, are you insane? No, we're not doing that. So this Ray Epps guy apparently was a part of the Oath Keepers, and he was on the FBI's uh, wanted list. And then suddenly he wasn't anymore after, the, after January 6th. It's like, come on, this is easy. Yeah, This is easy. Of course they're hiding something. And for you, for you to, to suggest otherwise, like, well, who's giving you money? And but then open your eyes. Again, and where is Trump in all this? Seriously. Asking these basic questions. What, where is Why he? Why isn't Trump coming out with, uh, for a press conference saying, I demand answers on yes, who Ray Epps I is? I demand answers on this. You're going you're gonna to throw – look, if I'm Trump, I'm coming together and saying, you threw my people in jail. You threw my supporters in in under jail, bus. under the bus. Well, not just that, but coming out and trying to redeem himself, now seeing all that's gone on. You, th- you threw my people in jail. Were you involved? The American people need answers right now. Were you involved? Did you agitate? Did you incite all of this? And did you push people to go inside the Capitol? I think former presidents still have some level of security clearance. I think they do. I don't know. I'm sure there are holdovers from his administration in the current administrations and the agencies, why isn't he asking for whistleblowers to release information? Well, you have look as you said, the tide is turning. You have Jimmy Doors of the world, the Glenn Greenwalds, who Glenn Greenwald has been 
one of the best people covering this entire thing. If you've not read his Substack, you need to go read it because he has been on this. Guys like Matt Taibbi, these these are not Trump guys. No, very very much. The these opposite. are not Trump guys. So whenever I hear people saying, "Oh, Jacob, it's it's a, a riot and it was a threat of our, of our democracy," okay, are you going against per- progressives who are trying to get to the bottom of this? And I think that Glenn Greenwald wrote something like, "Um, love or hate." Ted Cruz, he's asking questions that need to be answered. These are questions that have to be answered. You you know, and if you don't know, like, if you're going to give that answer, we don't know. Well, why don't you know? It's been a year. You're the head of the DOJ. Why? How how, how do you not know where your people are? You answer to the attorney general. How do you not know? How do you not know these things? And if you're just saying the, the cover it, you're just damning yourself to further speculation that you really were involved, which I, at this point, is it any question that they were? It seems to me it's so ironic that the agency who is trying to, to uh, squash conspiracy theories only fuels them. Yes. <laughs> they're, only, they're only making this worse for themselves. And <clears throat> the people out there who have defended this and have said this was a this was a, a riot an insurrection and everything. An nope. assault on democracy. You know, no one's been charged with those crimes. And now you have the the FBI and DOJ out there saying, "Well, we don't know if we were involved, and we don't know about this Ray Epps guy, and we don't even know who, how many people were charged, and how many people were involved, and we don't know if the FBI was involved." What are you doing? They look, look, look. They had no problem with the Gregory Whitmore situation. Oh, yeah. They had no problem with that. You know, you know, the nine people that were that were involved, half of them were feds. You know, so it's it's not like you know. Some people say, "Oh, well, Jacob, you know, the federal government's never done stuff like that." Really, they did it literally the same time that they. This is nothing new. They did this. Um, right after 9-11 with um, certain Muslim groups, they'd be like, hey, you know what you should do? You should do a terrorist attack. And by the way, here's all the training and here's some weapons. Uh, you remember the, um, the, the the gay nightclub shooter? Yeah. He was uh, basically an FBI informant that they were uh, pushing uh, to – they were trying to entrap him like they do all the time. And that's how they got him to end up going up shooting up uh, the gay bar. <clears throat> well, it's just like this is like the whole Gregory Whitmore kidnapping. Randy Weaver. They went in there and they found. Uh, I think they were either 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 three percenters, oath keepers, or or some boogaloo boys, and went in there and said, "Hey, hey, you know what you should do? It'd be a good idea to go kidnap Gregory Whitmore and kill her. And by the way, here's some training, and here's how you're gonna do it. Here's some more resources. And then once you start, we're we're gonna arrest you. It, it, it's entrapment. So this is nothing new. So some people are like, oh well, you know that's a conspiracy that." The, the, the federal government's never done stuff like that. No, this is documented. It's it's, it's happened. You can go look at the whole Gregory Whitmore thing. It was entrapment through and through. So to say that the federal government couldn't have been involved, it's a little bit ridiculous. It's a little bit ridiculous because it's, it's already happened. So well, have you seen the video of this Ray S <coughs> guy whispering into the ear of another guy, and that's when they they start breaking through the barricades? There's look. There's weird things. Like, weird, weird things just, that have I gone just, on. I want them to play that video and see what are they supposed to make of this. Here he is the night before saying we got to go into the Capitol. Here he is whispering into the ear of another guy. And who, then they start running who in. Who could also be an informant, and then they go in the building. What is this? You saw the Capitol Hill police or other police officers uh, opening the gates, letting people through. What is this? 
what is this? Answer me this. And don't say I don't know, because you because you do know what it is. What is this? That should be the title of this episode. What is this? What is this? What is that? <laughs> the, the the narrative that Trump incited this thing is shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. And if you're still holding firm uh, to this, you're you're obviously not paying attention and not and not looking at what's being said. And look, I'm not reading Alex Jones or Infowars when I report when we're talking about this. This is this is this is the Senate of the United States of America. And they can't answer basic yes or no questions. What am I supposed to make of that? You know, if they wanted to clear themselves when Ted Cruz asked, what were the feds involved? No, we weren't involved. Okay. okay and if you don't know, it's been a year. But what Ted Cruz should have said is, why don't you know? It's been a year. These are basic, simple questions they can't get right. Uh, it's shrinking. And again, where's Donald Trump in all this? Where's Donnie? Where is Donald Trump coming out and saying, I demand the truth. You have, you have, you, you took me out, impeached me over this. And, and, and now you're going to, now it's going to come out that you were involved or you won't admit that, or you won't even deny that you were involved. It doesn't look good. As I said, if, if you were on the stand for murder and the judge or the attorney asked you, did you do this? And you said, I don't know. Or... Or I can't answer that. You know, it'd be great is if uh, during the Republican uh, debate, for I guess the first one or whatever, is to see someone like DeSantis or whoever attack Trump on those talking points, and to watch him squirm. Because what what was Trump gonna say? Why did you abandon we, your people? We on didn't January have the 6th? right resources. It wasn't the right time. No, I, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that. You're the federal government. You have uh, plenty of resources. Like. You know, come on. Why did you abandon the abandon these people? Why aren't you out there ask, asking for answers? For with COVID, you can't tout your great economic recovery because you destroyed it all with your lockdowns. How can you run on rebuilding the economy when you destroyed it? How how's he going to answer those? It's a good it's a good point. It brings up a lot of good points. You know, uh, you wrote something the other day that just it's still blowing my mind, and it's it's up. You've got your Substack open. I'm looking at it right now. The fact that the tick those TikTok stars are making more than CEOs. Oh yeah! If you have not read that, um, my new full length article, which it, it wasn't gonna be a full length uh, piece, but, but it en- ended up being one. Um, yeah. So in 2021, the, the Wall Street Journal, I wrote an article. I wrote a little piece. Um, you wrote for the Wall Street Journal. No, I'm saying that this came from the Wall Street Journal that um, uh. Cert, um, some 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 TikTok stars made more than the average CEO in in 2021. Um, the most followed person on TikTok, uh, Charlie Demario, I forget. Who, it's, she's, Doesn't matter. She's not important. Uh, made 17 and a half million dollars, which is more than the CEOs of Delta Airlines, Starbucks, McDonald's, um, Exxon Mobil, Ford. Uh, I think Chevron as well, but all these other major companies. And, uh, you know, we had a long conversation last episode, which if you haven't listened to the last half hour of that, go listen to it. It's really, we, you know, de- we delve far into kind of this topic because this article was kind of on my mind and I was brainstorming what I was going to say about it. Um, so I won't go in crazy in depth for that, but you can read it. Um, you know, it, it is a little concerning. Uh, I, you know, I lay out my points about it 
And, um, you know, what were your thoughts? Cause you haven't really talked to me about it, but, um, I just, I, 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 I just, I don't understand how someone who can dance or talk for 15 or more seconds produces more value than the CEO of Ford. Cause the CEO of Ford is responsible for how many thousands of employees, how many thousands of cars they make a year. How, how, how is that producing more value? How is that producing more worth than the Ford CEO or the Exxon CEO, right? Because if the Exxon CEO doesn't exist, then, I mean, say we want about oil companies, but, I mean, the, the country comes to a grinding halt without oil and without gasoline or without Ford. So how is it that – how is it we got to a point where someone who dances on the app creates just as much value – as a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, well, I think it's I think it's more than that, and I well, that's, that's the and first I laid point. it out well, and I laid it out in a way that entertainment is kind of a weird value. It um, is the way that we perceive value, and you also could tie in sports to this as well, okay? Because there there are many professional athletes that make more money. <clears throat> Michael Jordan. Well, yes, there there are more than that make make more than an average CEO, but I think that I think that that the 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 where I'm kind of drawing my, my conclusions with, with what I what I wrote is, <clears throat> you know, like an entertainer, I use a Dave Chappelle as an example, um, which I don't even know what, what Dave Chappelle makes a year, but I think what's what's his what's his net worth? It's a lot. Quick. Dave Chappelle's net worth is uh fifty okay, so fifty million dollars. That's really not that much. Um, you know, Dave Chappelle is you know, easily the top comedian right now in the world, um, most most famous, most I think, most uh, watched. I think I think Rogan puts him like on the Mount Rushmore of greatest of all time. Yes, there is definitely an argument for a Mount Rushmore, Dave Chappelle, and I and, right I, and, and I use I use Chappelle because you know he's an entertainer, um, but but he's an entertainer st- entertainer strictly in that he's not like an athlete or something like that. So as a society. You know, we give value based on how much that person uh, means to us or how much we – okay, sorry. We put a, a dollar amount based on how much value that has or that entertainer has for us, right? So this also goes – this is more so than like baseball or a sport where the value is perceived by the company, right? So whenever an entertainer is or, – or, or an actor for say is that based on – um, viewership directly direct direct viewership of of the consumption of whatever they whatever they do um, we have society has has deemed that um, Dave Chappelle is worth this much X amount of dollars based on how much we have consumed his his content if you will um, same thing with like a Jerry Seinfeld right Jerry Seinfeld is a you know basically a billionaire and that's because we have deemed that Seinfeld it's funny. is his show is 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 worth that price based on the viewership of, of what we've done. So whenever I see someone on a social media site who makes seventeen and a half million dollars a year, I have to sit back and say, okay, as a society, we believe that based on our viewership, which because like the way they make these money, the way they make money on these the, money. the sites is through advertisements. And through endorsements, product endorsements, right? And they only get those based on the viewership, right? You know, um, a makeup company is not going to a TikTok girl and saying, hey, you get a thousand views a, a year. I'm going to give you a million dollar contract. No, that's not how this works. 
they get a they they <coughs> companies see the viewership and they perceive a dollar amount based on whatever that viewership is. So as a society, we have said that this girl is worth seventeen and a half million dollars, but based on um, the value of these companies um, and what they do, you know, you're only worth. 11 million, oh, 11 million 12 million dollars a year and i don't think that you know you can you can you can criticize ceos and sure there are plenty there's plenty of criticism to go around plenty but whenever we take these 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 two dollar amounts and we say that hey we're you know we're, we're paying a, a, um these these and there's many other tiktokers who make millions of dollars a year it's not just her you know we're placing this much Think about how much value um, Darren Woods has to ExxonMobil. Okay, like, I, didn't oh, know, I didn't know who that was. Sorry, sorry. Yes, yeah. so Darren Woods is the CEO of ExxonMobil. Think about how much value he, he has to ExxonMobil. And ExxonMobil says, Darren, you're worth $15 million a year to us because you bring that much value. Then how much value does Charlie D'Amelio bring to society for dancing for, for um, 17 seconds? Um, every single day or lip syncing to a popular song or doing absolutely nothing. And you could look at an, an, an entertainer who, you know, you, you want to compare apples to apples. You know, some people might criticize me for comparing a business CEO to an entertainer. Okay. We'll, we'll compare Dave Chappelle. He's worth $50 million. Charlie D'Amelio or whoever, whatever her face is made, you know, over, you know, one quarter of that basically um, in, in, in one year. Do you think that her contribution to entertainment is the same as Dave Chappelle's? You'd be hard-pressed to to find that argument. Even if you're saying, oh, well, Jacob, it's just entertainment. So, okay, well, we have have consumed this much content from this person that people think that she's worth this much money. That is, you know, based on – based upon – what okay and then you say okay what are they doing to justify that much money because like if you were if you were a member of a, a popular band that was double platinum right that year and they made 17 million dollars a year and it's okay well okay well what did you do to entertain the world that was worth 17 million dollars a year oh you went you went double platinum and released a grammy award-winning album okay we could see that charlie d'amelio what did you do for your seventeen million dollars, oh, you, you, you danced because people watched you too many times. Oh, um, yeah, that's troublesome. And I, and that's, that's what I went to say is like, is it is it troublesome that based upon the content that's being put out by them, like I, I don't care if like a YouTuber makes seventeen million dollars a year, like that doesn't bother me as much as like, hey, what what are they doing? You know, are they genuinely entertaining people with you know comedy and? you know, original skits or, or, you know, nice production in their videos? Are they doing stuff like that? Or are they just sitting in front of their computer reacting to stuff? Or are they doing educational stuff? You know, I think there's a difference with, with different content creators out there. But look, you know, even if you're, even if you love TikTok. God help you. But, but even if you do, and, and if you do, fine. I, 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 I truly don't care. You know, you, you know my opinions on social media and TikTok. But even if you do, you gotta sit back and say, "Hey, maybe this is not a like this is not is not okay? that it's not that it's not okay, but it is a little troublesome." Just because we could doesn't mean we should. 
but I don't think it's something. But the question I have is then, is this just fall in line with the trend of becoming a consumer-based economy? That everything is, the value of the economy is just based off consumption. Um, because we've so demonized and pushed away hard work and labor and building companies and building stuff that we're willing to put more value in TikTok stars or YouTube, YouTube stars or whatever in versus, well, we will demonize uh, the people who make our cars, the people who put gas in our cars, the people who uh, that run the trains, the people who, who make the, the, the semi-trucks that deliver the goods that we need. We put more value in uh, looking good for less than a minute versus uh, powering and uh, functioning the economy and the infrastructure. <clears throat> but I think that you can make that argument for, for many different professions, not just entertaining. Um, but I see. I think it's different though, because when you look at her, but is it? But, but when you look at a TikTok star versus a major league pitcher, right? They went through years, and if not decades, to prepare themselves to be a major league pitcher. And here, this kid is making just as much as they are. And all they did was just turn on their phone? But look, what I'm saying is that you're using the argument of production versus consumption, okay? What does Garrett Cole... Garrett Cole makes like $30 million a year, okay? He makes double what yeah. Charlie D'Amelio makes. What does Garrett Cole produce in comparison to a, to a truck driver or a home builder or a plumber or a welder? Nothing. Ticket sales. Yeah, but what he, he that's not producing anything. I, I, You're using the argument of producing. What I'm saying is that there's nothing wrong with being an entertainer. Nothing, nothing wrong with yeah, being a major league baseball saying. pitcher. What I'm saying is that is that you have a fixed dollar amount of seventeen and a half million dollars. Okay, let's compare it to other people within the quote unquote entertainment. I'm using enter, I'm using her as entertainment very loosely, but that's what people will say that it's just entertainment, Jacob. It's just TikTok's entertainment, Jacob. Just leave it alone. Nothing wrong with it. Okay, we're gonna compare that to entertainment. Dave Chappelle, Jerry Seinfeld, other hardworking comedians who are actually comedians and have to work a craft and have. Or you could look at um, artists who create amazing works of art who are unrecognized in their time that die penniless. You could look at someone like George Carlin, who I think died not a very rich man because he had legal troubles, but someone like who is infinitely more brilliant and infinitely more culturally in, impactful in, in his time versus her, she's going to come and go, right? There will be someone else that will replace her. Carlin will be around forever. Dave Chappelle will be around forever. Unless they cancel him further. And, unless they cancel him again. <laughs> he can only be canceled so many times. But these apps come and go. These these so-called celebrities, these you know inf- internet celebrities come and go. But people like Chappelle, people like Carlin... Seinfeld. Why are we just saying comedians? Well, I think that because people say, okay, well, or she's like so actors, right? she's so funny with what she does. But I think, I think, I think you're missing. I think, I think you're you're on it. But then you're missing my, my major point is that she only gets this based on viewership. Yes. So people, certain generation has deemed her this this valuable. And look again. I made the argument. But I think that could that just be where this generation finds value? Yes, but I I made the argument. I don't care that she made this much money. Like personally, I don't I'm care not. Either. I'm not one of these progressives who will say, okay, the, the a CEO envy. makes too much money. I I don't think that she made too much money. I don't care that she made seventeen half million dollars per se. What I'm saying is that as a society, we have deemed this much value based on someone who literally just does nothing. 
and dances in front of their um, phone and doesn't bring anything of, of productive value as a CEO or as a, someone who, who, does, who does physical labor or as someone who, who brings genuine entertainment into the world. And this is where society is quickly heading as, you know, these um, influencers, sorry, voice crack, these influencers are continuing to make more and more money each year at these accelerating rates. And I, I don't know, I, I don't, I mean, this, this can only come from massive social media use. That's the only way this can yeah. happen. And are we okay with that too? That's, that's, that's what I, where I come from is, was the argument was it's not a matter of, of, of her making money. Like, I don't care. Like, and others, there's, there's, there's YouTubers like PewDiePie and all these other guys who are, you know, Amazing content creators. I've been at the game for a very long time, and I've worked extremely hard for the audiences that they have have made. But what I'm what I'm saying is that um, is that this is all comes from social from social media, and you know, without social media, uh, these sort of uh, uh, things don't exist, right? If social media went away, um, the the comedians, the actors of the world, they're all fine. Sports, they're all fine. It doesn't matter. They're only popular because of these addictive, cancerous well, it's, apps to, to society. And that is where I was bringing the argument. It's literally, it was on the bottom. It says, has social media gone too far? Has users gone too uh, far? What this is, it's the Disney, Disney World version of the economy. It's a fake. It's not real. Because okay, the people that – have you seen these videos where people live in vans? And they have huge followings, and the people just watch them in their daily life living in a van. It's a huge movement thing, a trend now. Like, how? When did this become a thing? How we? How we got to a point where people can make money off of recording themselves living in a van? Why are people giving money to that? Had that? Had that? Had that have some sort of value to it? I guess it's where people have just deemed. But do you, do you like? Do you, do you get what I'm saying? The Disneyland version of the economy. Well, people have deemed it valuable with their time. Like, okay, no one's really paying with their money. They're paying with with their time on this. And, and people scrolling. have have deemed that these stars are worth their time this much. Um, and you know, I raise the question of, of is, is that healthy for a society to dedicate um, seventeen and a half million dollars worth of our time? Um, and honestly, our data, because um, there was a great quote, I forget who said it, it was a great quote where if a product is free, um, you're the product and not the thing that you're consuming. Yeah. You know, if it's free to use, you're the actual product is, is that, you know, all these social media companies use your data and sell it and harvest it. To, so, so really, you know, uh, you're, the, you're, you're, the, you're the product on all this. So people have have felt that that's a necess- that that's a good value. Um, that's where they want to spend their time. That's what they find value in, and uh, you know, I, I that's I just raise raise concern. You know, you can compare to, um, you know, CEOs have always been um, demonized and correctly so for a lot of them for a lot of their industries the only one that i will criticize is robert backnabarrow that's the only one i will criticize well you know i i said that there's plenty of blame to go for oil companies i know it's it's a vietnam joke plenty of blame to go for big tech but i I, you know i came out and said that you know apple and microsoft provide tremendous value to the economy and i think that you know and there's only but 
it's only by their phones and their device that we have access to these cancerous yeah, but, sites. Yeah, but that isn't no. <laughs> do you know what I? Do you know what I was looking at today before we started this show? What flip phones? Flip phones? Are you gonna get a flip phone? If I could, if there was a way that I could look at the light phone. Um, have you seen the light phone? If there was a way that I could still get podcasts and I could still stream music, just get an iPod. I would. I would switch to a flip phone immediately. Look, the light phone. Have you seen this thing? It's like um, all I just the don't... light phone's like a Kindle, kind of like a Kindle where it's like the paper white display. Um, I think you can get podcasts and you can get music on it. Because what? But I... it can never connect to the. It can never connect to the um, internet. Because all I, all I want is a device See? where I can have Bluetooth, so it connects to my car, where I can stream music and podcasts. But I don't want I don't want to be able to surf through the internet. I don't want social apps on there. I don't want uh, you know Google Chrome on there or whatever. I don't I think want you any can of get that. An iPod Touch still. I think they still sell iPod Touches. Can that can that stream music? Yeah, but you have to be connected. To the, but you can't get you can't get like a three G connection to it. I don't think. Can you even find iPods on? The... Do they even sell anymore? Well, I, I know that I know they sell. Um, where is it at accessories? Um, can you even get an iPod anymore? I, I would be. Can. It's can the I... I think it's the iPad is the new iPod, isn't it? Search iPod, iPod Touch. Here you go. How much are they? Two hundred bucks. You can get an iPod Touch. And there's no like can you get three G. Can you like get, so uh... you can download stuff to it. But I don't want all, – all I want is to have Spotify <coughs> well, and uh, maybe YouTube on it. What I'm saying is that there's no, like, 3G connect – like, 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 so connectivity. You got to have Wi-Fi. You got to have Wi-Fi to do anything with it. And then you can just download whatever you want to it and then roll with it. But I don't know how good they are anymore. Because I'm, I'm seriously considering that. Well, dude, let's look at the light phone. The light phone's great. Yeah. You can get one a fully maxed out. It's four hundred bucks. It's, it's kind of pricey for an That's iPod Touch. But can you get them used? Probably. But look, the light phones where it's at, dude. But I was looking at like that Nokia flip phone, because that's all I I don't I don't want apps anymore on my phone. I just want to be able to listen to music, podcasts. Because I have a laptop, so if I want to research something or look something yeah. up, I can use my laptop. Because what I hate doing is sitting and watching TV or sitting doing something mm-hmm. and just looking at my phone. Well, look, you can get, look, I'm telling you, the light phone's where it's at. This is like, this is like, this is like the best one. You can call people, you can text people. Um, I think there is a way that you can get podcasts and stuff on it, but it's an e-paper display. And yeah, that's, that's the one to go with. I think that's what I They're need. saying, they're saying this is like one of the best ones to go with. It's like 300 bucks. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I, I see it has a headphone jack. You can put music on it. It has a headphone jack? Oh, that's a huge plus. But I think I think you can use Bluetooth. I'm pretty sure it has Bluetooth. In it. You can listen to it because I I I want I, you know I hate trends and I do everything to avoid <coughs> trends. But if I was going to lead a trend, it would be to get rid of your smartphone. The only reason I would keep a smartphone is so I can use GPS. I can see that too, and that that's one of the things that's holding me back. Is okay. Sometimes I if do I need to, to get somewhere and I don't know how to get there, I can just use GPS. And say, well, Joe, just just delete those apps off your phone. We we all know how this works. You delete the app, but then you end up re-downloading it, or you just find another way to waste time doing whatever. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the the length of the article, and it's just I think I've made it my personal mission, not only with uh, Liberty, um, but for for society in general, for the health of society, to get people off of social media. Um, you know, I, I was watching some these documentaries on YouTube, 
um, who talk about social media and some people are saying um, there was this one video I watched and they said that, you know, you don't have to get off it completely. Um, you can just minimize it. And I, that's hard. and I understand that argument, but whenever you're dealing with something that that's, that's scientifically as addictive as um, hard narcotics, you know, nobody would come out and say, oh, hey, you just need to just learn how to adapt to uh, cocaine usage or opioid usage. Um, you know, so no, no one's a former alcoholic who like has a, a massive addiction to alcohol and says, okay, well, you just need to put limits on how much you drink. No, usually it's, hey, you need to get off of this stuff at forever. Do we ever talk about the people who uh, are obsessed with celebrities tend to be less uh, intelligent? You know, I, I forgot to mention that inside of the article, but that's a good point. And I, and I, and I may eventually write something else about that because I'm kind of trying to do more of the social media um, commentary as well. Um, because you know the, the 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 truth of the matter is with this that unless you're a celebrity or unless if you're a athlete or something an athlete comedian. you know and you have to promote a brand or an image you know you don't being on being on these social media sites you get none of the perks of that but all of, all of the downsides you know, like if you're a popular celebrity actor athlete whatever there are some perks I would admit to being on social media you know you can promote your brand you can um, do stuff like that, but if you're not, and you're just, and you're just like me, you know what benefit is there? Yeah, I've, that's what I've always just just found. And of course, if you want to get my full thoughts on social media, I did write an article back in November um, why I nuked on my social media, which I'm actually considering full on deleting um, some of these apps. I've actually considered getting rid of Facebook, just like nuking Facebook. No, just like nuking the account in general. Yeah. Um, I do know that some people use the Facebook links to that I post for the the um podcast and the Substack. So I don't know what I'm going to do there. Well, I mean, for those of you who are worried about your potential new employers looking at your social media if you don't have them, there's nothing to look at. Well, I'm not really worried about that, but, but th- I, I'm what I'm saying is that you know, some people do do rely on on that on that, on that on one account to um to see what what the next episode is, but I'm, I'm strongly considering it. It's something I'm, I'm thinking about the next step. Um, I just know there's some, there's like photos and things that I, you know, want to keep and wouldn't want to lose forever. There's pictures of me with friends and, um, places I've been that I, that I'd want to keep because they're, you know, important, um, things that I've done in my life. So trying to figure a way to back all those up onto a hard drive or something if I were to completely nuke it. I haven't decided, but it's something I'm I'm strongly considering. Definitely something like Instagram. Um, I might go through this week and just, just, you know, find whatever pictures I want on there that are important to me that are not already on my phone, and then I might actually just completely nuke my Instagram. Uh, The Twitter, I already have my backups on Twitter, so I don't really have to have that account up anymore if I really didn't want to. Um, but I've never understood the desire to follow celebrities, right? Um, I've met some famous people, but I've always felt so awkward around them, you know, and the, 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 like the gossip sites like TMZ or whatever, that all they do is follow celebrities and the relationships, whatever. Why do people care? Is your life so devoid of meaning and reason that you find value and reason and meaning in someone else's life? That's gotta be incredibly sad. Now, there are people that I admire, there are people that I like, but I don't, I, I would never want to, like, know all the intimate details of their life. Like, okay, for instance, right, when Neil Peart died, 
there was an article surfacing around of like the last pictures that were taken of him before he died. Like, I don't. Oh, well, that's. I don't want to see that. That's a respect thing. It's not. I don't want to see that. Why would anyone? Why would anyone even want to post that? You don't or release don't, that kind of stuff. The same thing would have happened if someone was like, "Hey, this was the last photos." Of a David Bowie or um, release, Betty like, White or yeah, something like that. And Betty that's White. So weird. Why would anybody? Why would you want to post that? Well, it's sick people. Or see that. It's sick people. Like the like days before someone dies. Like why? What is that? Or or like when people like or like when um actors who get newly married like there's the photographers following them taking pictures of them on their honeymoon. Like why? That's just so weird. Because we 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 place value and we and we fantasize about people uh, about people's lives. That's just so weird. It's weird. It's culture. It's weird. So yeah, that's that's kind of what we were thinking. Kind of a rabbit trail episode, but thank you guys for sticking along. We're, these episodes are not always going to be over an hour. These past two ones, we've kind of had a lot to say and ranting sessions and whatnot. Let there be light. I have a lighter. And, um, yeah, I, I'm excited for this week. There should be an episode on Friday. If not, for whatever reason, I do apologize. Um, I didn't do one Friday because of, well, time. I was at work literally from morning to, uh, so after the sun went down, there was no time and you were gone. And honestly, I kind of wanted to keep this topic for you to talk about with the whole Supreme Court and everything. So that's why there was an episode, but there should be one, um, this week as well, this weekend as well. Um, yeah, I'm continuing to write. If you want to read my thoughts exclusively that are not on the podcast, Liberty Overdrive, um, that substack.com is the only place to get my, my thoughts. I'm no longer active on social media. As I said, if you see a post there, it's just be like shared it and immediately got off the site. So, and this also, also goes for friend requests. Uh, I'm not accepting any more friend requests to that account. If you send me a message, I'm not going to respond to it. So I'm sorry. Um, Another thing I wanted to mention about the social media is that if you want to engage with me on a post or you or um, podcast that I did put out, if you leave a comment, I'm not gonna see. I'm not gonna if any, if I do see, I'm not gonna respond to it. So if you want to comment, leave a comment on the Substack itself. It sends me an email. And I can immediately um, shoot you back something. Or if you wanted to chat privately over it, but. You know, I just don't want somebody to. Yeah. I just don't want someone to feel like I'm. I'm, I'm ignoring, ignoring them. Ignoring them. Yeah. Um, well, which kind of, in a way, I am ignoring you, but um, you 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 now have more context. As we do have a, a show email too that you can send emails. Yes, Stainbrothers Show at Gmail You can shoot all of yeah your you, um questions, concerns, comments, which probably, which is probably if you listen to the podcast, you'll see that in the link description below. So probably the best way to to do that is there. But I was talking about mainly my, my, my thing on Facebook, so. Um, yeah, that's the episode of the show, guys. Thank you so much for checking this out. Um, Joe, do you have any, any final thoughts to humble our, any, any, any words of encouragement for our humble troops? Uh, I, I, well, um, I, I don't know. Uh, links, everything will, will, will be down below. Yeah. Uh, just, if you're thinking about it, just go ahead and nuke it. If, as far as, uh, your social media, if you think about it, just do it. Don't. Don't don't, don't nuke in that. Oh, okay. Don't don't rationalize it. Just just get rid of it. Uh, but then again, uh, share the show not on social media, but share it with your friends and family by word of mouth, or just send them the I podcast. Mean, I mean, so you can like, text it to them. I mean, like, share it on social media. I don't care. Uh, if you want to waste your time doing that, it's fine. Um, check out the check out the store. We got some cool shirts and mugs and whatnot. Give us a follow. Send us a like. Leave yeah. us a comment. 
And please rate it too. I hear that that, that the rating thing is big now these yes, days too. Yes, follow the show. It's the best way to keep in touch. Like I said, if I get rid of my um, Facebook account and use to get your information or the updates from Facebook or the Substack, you need to you need to subscribe to the Substack. It literally takes you two clicks, and then subscribe to it on whatever streaming platform that you stream it on, and rate the show on Spotify. It's a new thing that'll really help us um, get boosted. Because um, I guess that's the way they're kind of curating now. Give so, us a boost. Don't get the booster, right? <laughs> give us a 10. We're looking for a sponsorship. <laughs> right, get goodbye. us a sponsorship. Okay. Bye. We'll see you guys later week. Um, later on this Bruce week. Is, goodbye. Uh, and what are these days, dude? Because we don't have one of them. Roger, Clint. Clint, we've got you on the ground. we got a bunch of guys about to turn blue. We're breathing again. Thanks a lot.